Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Greetings, everyone, and happy holidays. This is your host, Lori Wetzel, with Keeping It Real with Lori, and the real stands for real estate and financial literacy. So if you've never listened to me before, our show is designed to reach open-minded individuals who are willing to explore opportunities in real estate investing and financial literacy. You see, real estate is not just about buying and selling houses. It's about creating lifestyles, wealth, freedom, being able to make a difference in your families, in your communities, your neighborhoods, the world, frankly. So our goal today, should you be willing to listen, is to share information with you so that you can choose to do something different. So normally we cover uh, authors, entrepreneurs, celebrity guests. Um, We also will review emails, uh, people, the tweets that people have sent, favorite quotes. But today, this total hour is focusing on financial literacy and habits. Now, before we get started with our subject today, uh, because it's the holiday season and I got to thinking about this, my mind thinks a little differently than a lot of people that I know, but this is a time when companies will hit consumers with a ton of marketing because they want you to buy, they want you to consume. Uh, The holidays have become so commercialized, and I thought, What better time than the holiday season to cover financial literacy? So who listens to my show? Well, I will tell you, I want to play with the people who want more out of life. So if that's you, you are in the right place. People follow me, not because they know me, but people follow me because they know that I know them. And here's what I know. You are enough. You are enough to make different choices in your life. You are enough to be an entrepreneur, whether that's in real estate investing or any small business that you choose to create. You are enough. So why should you listen to me? Well, a little bit about my background. I was able to reinvent myself. See, I worked in corporate America for many, many years. As a matter of fact, I spent 15 years at an airline. They paid me six figures. 2010, two airlines merged. I got laid off. I had to replace that six-figure income job. So, And how did I do that? Through a small business and becoming a professional real estate investor. So financially, I reinvented myself. Socially, I have a nationwide group of real estate investors that I work with. Uh, I use technology because it's an opportunity to live stream, use webinars, and reach as many people as possible. 
So hang out with me. You're going to be around the light bringers, the magic makers, the world shifters, the game changers. I will challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you. And I won't let you play small with your life. So I'm excited today to talk about financial literacy and habits. Now, most of the choices that we make each day in in our life, you know, it may seem like it's a well thought out and well considered decision. Really, they're not. It's actually habits that are kicking in. Now, scientists say that we create habits because the brain is constantly looking for ways to save effort. But here's the problem with that. Our brain can't tell the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. I've always believed that leaders are readers, and I'm reading this book now, amongst other books, by, uh, this one is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And in this book, he talks about being able to create new habits. See, when our brain doesn't know the difference between good and bad habits, then what happens is, is those bad habits are still lurking around, right? So if you have a bad habit, it's always going to be there. They're waiting for the right cues and the rewards to jump in the action. So what you want to do is push the bad habits into the background and create new ones. Now, how do you do that? Well, in this book, The Power of Habit, uh, the author, Charles Duhigg, talks about a habit loop. So there's a three-step process to forming habits. First, there's a cue. The cue is your trigger that tells your brain to go into automatic mode, which is the habit to use. Then step two is the routine. Now that routine can be physical, it could be mental, it could be emotional. Then step number three is the reward. Now the reward helps your brain to figure out whether or not if this particular loop is worth remembering for the future. So this three-step process is cue routine, and reward. So what we're going to talk about today is you're going to keep the same cues and you're going to keep the same rewards, but you want to choose differently with your routines. So creating good habits with financial literacy is key. And you want to focus on one pattern at a time. Because changing habits, it's tough, right? But if you focus on one major habit at a time, say, for example, financial literacy, getting your finances in order, understanding about finances, if you get that under control, you're going to find that your other habits are going to be affected as well for the better. Now, you got to understand the difference between desire and fantasy because 
sometimes it's like, oh, I really, really want to do this, but it's just a fantasy in your mind. Like, nah, you can't do it. In the back of your mind, sometimes those negative naysayers and, and recordings in the back of your mind will pop up. So if you truly desire to do something, in other words, to change that routine, to create a new habit, there are only two reasons why you don't accomplish it. One, you haven't stuck with it long enough and you've quit. Or two, you don't really believe in yourself and therefore you don't even make an attempt to change the routine. So make sure when you are focusing on your habits that you have the desire, not a fantasy, a desire to change that routine. So what does that mean? You're not going to quit. You know, it's so easy to quit. I'm like, ah, this is not working. Oh, what was I thinking, silly me? Why did I ever think I'd be able to take control of my finances? What was I thinking? Well, then you're living in fantasy world. You've got to have the desire to change your routine in the habit loop. And that means that you don't quit. Now, let's talk about some good habits. Let's talk about good habits because remember, the brain doesn't know the difference between good and bad. So the first good habit I want to talk about is the ability to be curious and ask questions. Now, you might think that that's pretty simple, but guess what? People will take themselves out of the game because they are afraid that they may look stupid or silly, or I'm a grown person, I should already know the answer to that question. Why should I ask it? I'm here to tell you folks, life is a journey. And in that journey, you're going to ask a lot of questions, simple questions, complicated questions, and everything in between, everything in between. So, Don't take yourself out the game worrying about how you're going to look or how you're going to be perceived if you ask a question because that will literally stop us in our tracks. Instead, ask the question. It's pretty simple. And you might be surprised what you'll learn. As a matter of fact, Ask a question in one format, change it in a different format, ask two or three different people. You might get a same answer. You might get a different answer. You might get similar answers. But asking questions is how you learn, right? Now, here's another habit, good habit that I want you to tap into. I want you to check your money beliefs. Check your money beliefs. I asked an individual the other day, I said, are you afraid to make money? And without hesitation, this person said, yes, I am. I am afraid to make money. And part of that has to do with a story she's telling herself in the back of her mind 
But the bottom line is this. Everybody needs to check their money beliefs. So when we come back from break, I have a little quiz for you. It's called 10 Limiting Beliefs About Money. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I want you to fill in the blank. It's an automatic response, the first thing that pops up into your mind. And let's see how you do on the money quiz and what type of limiting beliefs that you might have. Now, before we get to the money quiz and our limiting beliefs about money, let me highlight this worked so well last month. We're going to do it again. So the Wetzel Group, Inc., we believe in gratitude. And so what we're going to do to our listeners, our loyal listeners, is I'm going to cover the cost of an online real estate workshop online. So if you are interested in real estate investing, this is an opportunity for you to participate in a real estate workshop this Saturday, December 10th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. So it's a full day of real estate training. We're going to cover the cost for our loyal listeners. Here's what you got to do. Whether you're listening live or if you're listening on a download, you must contact our office no later than Friday, December 9th. But I would recommend that you call now because if you call within an hour, you received an extra special bonus. Dial 312-242-3393. Again, 312-242-3393. 3393, leave your name, phone number, email address, and the best time to call back, morning, afternoon, and evening. If you call within this hour and you're not already part of our real estate investing community, you'll have the opportunity to participate in our real estate workshop online. We'll cover the cost for you as long as you are committed to attending and you'll receive a very special bonus. 312-242-3393. That's 312-242-3393. Call now and uh, we'll uh, get you uh, hooked up with that for additional information. All right. Back in a moment. After the break, we're going to cover our money quiz. I'm so excited to see how you'll do. So get a pen and paper and get ready to rock and roll. Be back in a moment with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. 
They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Are you pursuing your passions in business? Is your purpose integrated into your brand? Are you telling your story? Building a thriving business stems from authentic communication that serves your audience, champions big ideas, and generates big impact. Learn how to grow your business in a more meaningful way by tuning into the Soul Show Hour with host Francis Leary. It's more than business development, it's soul and inspiration too. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Hey, welcome back to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. And the real stands for real estate and financial literacy. And today, our entire show is on financial literacy and habits. So what are the behaviors and attitudes a a person might possess about money and what habits are associated with the financial literacy? So before the break, I mentioned that we were going to have a quiz on 10 limiting beliefs about money. So take the opportunity. I want you to truthfully and honestly Answer the following 10 questions by filling in the blank. And then we'll see how you do. Okay? First question. The early bird gets the blank. So fill in the blank. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? The early bird gets the blank. Question number two, money doesn't grow on blank. Question number two, money doesn't grow on blank. Remember, you're filling in the blank. All right. Number three, the rich get richer and the poor get blank. So these are statements, right, about money. Do you believe them or do you not believe them? Well, it depends on how you fill in the blank. The rich get richer and the poor get blank. Statement number four. Bill Gates is filthy blank. Bill Gates is filthy blank. These are statements about money. What are your beliefs? All right, statement number five. Easy 
become easy blank. Easy come, easy blank. Number six. This is how it is. I must live with a blank that was dealt to me in life. Statement number six. This is how it is. I must live with a blank that was dealt to me in life. Remember, the first thought that comes to your mind to fill in the blank. That's what I want you to write now. Statement number seven. Life's hard and then you blank. So grab what you can before someone else does. Statement number seven. Life's hard and then you blank. So grab what you can before someone else does. Statement number eight. Oh, I'm sure most people have heard this statement before. Money is the root blank. Statement number eight. Money is the root blank. All right, we've got two more, folks. Two more. Statement number nine. Money is not that important. It's only blank. Statement number nine. Money is not that important. It's only blank. And then the last statement about money beliefs. Statement number 10. Nice guys or nice gals finish blank. Nice guys or nice gals finish blank. So how'd you do? How did you do with your beliefs about money? And depending on how you answered the statements will give you an idea about how you feel about money. So I'm going to go over the common answers that I've received from people. I've been doing this for many months now with different audiences. And so I'll give you the typical answers that I normally receive when I administer this quiz about money. And you can compare and see how you did. Number one. The early bird gets the worm. I bet a lot of people wrote that down. The early bird gets the worm. Now, you might wonder, now how does that relate to money? Right? How does that relate? I, I don't get it. Well, first of all, this statement was perpetuated upon individuals to get up and go work a W-2 job. It's also meant to perpetuate scarcity. Nor notice the singular term, 
The early bird gets the worm. Like it's only one worm out there to get. And you better get up early and you better go out and get that one job that's out there because jobs are scarce. Money is scarce. Resources are scarce. It's only one worm, the worm. You better get up early and go to work and get it. Let me tell you something, folks. I'm headquartered in the Chicagoland area. In Cook County and the surrounding eight collar counties, there are tons of pre-foreclosed and foreclosed properties. There is no V-worm. There are close to 500,000 properties that are in pre-foreclosure or foreclosure. Now, in Illinois, this is a judicial state. So what does that mean? In order for a property to be foreclosed on, you've got to go through the court system. So um, at minimum, there it's 270 days, but depending upon how long it takes the lender, that sort of thing, it could take a little longer, right? So If you're a professional real estate investor and there are a ton of foreclosed properties out there, there are plenty of worms to make money. Statement number two. Well, money doesn't grow on trees, right? You've ever heard your parents to say, I don't have a money tree to go outside in the backyard and shake. Who do you think I am? Like, I'm just supposed to go out there and shake that money tree and the, and the money falls down to the ground and I pick it up. I'm sure a lot of people out there have heard that, right? But here's the thing. That also is a statement to promote scarcity and not abundance, right? And truth of the matter is, money is made out of paper. How do you make paper? Uh, from trees. (laughs) So it's just another scarcity tactic that has been perpetuated from generation to generation to generation. Here's another one. Number three, the rich get richer and the poor get poor. It's almost like This statement means there's a divide between the rich and the poor. And there's no way that you're going to be ever be able to come to become rich. Well, let me tell you something. There's a difference between being rich and wealthy. You actually want to become wealthy because wealthy is a mindset. You're going to be able to make money or become rich with your wealthy mindset. But it doesn't matter about your economic class. It doesn't matter if you were born on the wrong side of the track, some people will say, or if you were born in a sil- without a silver spoon in your mouth. It really doesn't matter. What matters is your mindset. Number four, Bill Gates is filthy rich. Now, someone want to tell me if you're rich, why it is that it has to be filthy? That's another statement that has been perpetuated across generations. Like, oh no, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing to be rich. It's 
filthy. Money is dirty. And subconsciously, you're telling yourself, I don't want to make money. Let me tell you something. I learned recently that Bill Gates Foundation actually eradicated the polio disease in the country of India. Now, that takes a whole lot of money to do something like that. And I certainly don't consider it as being filthy. This world needs us wealthy. This world needs us rich. There's a lot that we can do. There are people that are hungry in America today and across the world. There are people who need medical care, basic necessities that we take for granted, food, clothing, shelter. That as small business owners and entrepreneurs, we have the ability to make that happen, not the politicians. Okay? Number five, easy come, easy go. As if you have no control over your finances. As if you're helpless. Easy come, easy go. So now, that's the first five statements. We're about to go to a break. When we come back, I'm going to cover the other five statements. But check check your answers and what you've written down. And see, what's your relationship with money? Is it a good relationship? Is it warm and fuzzy? Or are you discovering that you have some negative beliefs? So once again, for our loyal listeners, we are covering the cost of a live real estate workshop online this Saturday, December 10th. Now the subject this Saturday is going to be on personal credit. If you think personal credit is not important as a business owner, think again. So it's a full day of content. We're going to cover the cost. We have a bonus if you call in during our show, 312-242-3393. 312-242-3393. Leave your name, email, phone number. Best time to call back, morning, afternoon, or evening. And we will hook you up with a live real estate workshop online. We're going to cover the cost for our loyal listeners. Now, if you call within this hour, we'll give you an extra special bonus. If you're listening to this on a download, if you contact our office no later than Friday, 12, 9, by 3 p.m., we'll also cover the cost for you as well. 312-242-3393. 312-242-3393. We're going to cover the other five statements when we come back from break. And then I'm also going to cover uh, the seven mistakes people make about credit. Back in a moment with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? 
Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Where are you financially? Did you know that nearly three-quarters of U.S. consumers have less than $1,000 in their retirement plans? No matter what stage of life you're in, listening to The Steady Investor can help. Hosts Mitch Zacks and Mark Vickery, along with their guest experts, discuss what you need to know to warm up that nest egg. It doesn't matter when you start. You just need to start. Tune in to The Steady Investor, Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. The real stands for real estate and financial literacy. We are covering the topic of financial literacy today. I love this subject, especially now during the holidays where the, the focus on the commercials, the ads, the marketing companies, everybody wants you to buy, 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 buy. And listen, as consumers, okay, you got to be reasonable about this, right? The holiday season is for you to give gratitude, not only during the holiday season, but every day. And to spend time with your family, count your blessings, your health, what you have in life. It's really not about how many gifts you can buy. So I thought today would be a perfect time to talk about financial literacy. And we're covering money beliefs at the moment. And then uh, we're also are covering habits. So the first habit we covered earlier today was to ask questions, to be curious. Don't be afraid to ask a question, no matter how small it is. And then the second good habit is we're going over money beliefs. Check your money beliefs and how you feel about money. So we we administered a quiz, a money quiz, statements about how you feel about money. We covered the first five questions. Let's go on to number six. So I'm going to give you the average answers that I've been receiving. You can check that against what you have filled in. So number six, this is how it is. I must live with the 
cards that were dealt to me in life. Or I must live with the hand that was dealt to me in life. So, oh well, this is how it is. I I must live with the cards that were dealt to me in life. Like, woe is me. So let me ask a very important question. Did it ever occur to you to ask for a new deck? Did it ever occur to you to change hands? Just because you may have been born in a certain economic class doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay there. The best piece of real estate that you can invest in is the six inches between your ears. And you want to invest in your mind and in yourself, right? So you don't have to stay in whatever situation you are in right now. Number seven, life's hard and then you die. So grab whatever you can before someone else does. You know what? That's just pure scarcity versus abundance. Like, life is going to be hard no matter what I do. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to die. And I'm not going to be happy. There's only one worm out there. I'm going to grab everything else. I don't care if I step on people. I'm going to climb up this corporate ladder. I'm going to grab and get everything that I can take. And I don't care who I step on or who I hurt. That's basically what that statement is saying. Because life's hard. And then you die. Now, that doesn't sound very positive. So I'm here to tell you as a small business owner and an entrepreneur, especially as a real estate investor, This life is not hard. I'm going to tell you what was hard for me is I had an hour and 15 minute commute each day on a good weather day. And in Chicago, it snows. Sometimes it would take me three and four hours to get home. Then I'd have to be back the next day on time because I expected my staff to be back on time. When I worked in corporate America, that was hard. To the point where sometimes when I was driving, I'd have to pull over to a truck stop oasis and close my eyes for 30 minutes because I I couldn't make it home. I was so tired. Now, that's hard. Being a small business owner and entrepreneur, if you become educated, if you learn what you're doing, that life is not hard. It's enjoyable. And you get the ability to contribute to others as well. Number eight, I'm pretty sure most people have filled in the blank on this one. Money is the root of all evil. I've heard that time and time again from elders, people in church, various folks. Listen, money is not the root of all evil. It's what you do with that money that counts. What do you do with the money? So don't be afraid to create and attract money. Number nine, money is not that important. It's only money. Well, if you have that nonchalant attitude about money, it will quickly disappear. 
You definitely don't want to have that sort of attitude toward money. Money is energy, right? And number 10, nice guys and gals finish last, right? So if you're a nice guy and you're a nice gal, you're going to finish last. So if you have money and you finish first, then you must not be very nice. These are statements that have been perpetuated from generation to generation. And you may not even be aware of it. But let me share something with you about money. See, most people think they know me, meaning money. They don't. Money is an idea. Money is energy. Money is neither good or evil. I am only what you decide that I am. All I care about is your energy. Your energy decides what thoughts you have. I have very simple needs and very simple rules. This is money talking. I am infinite. I have no limits except for those you place on me with your mind. I crave abundance. I am attracted to those who think without restrictions, who like to think big. I despise scarcity because there is no limit to me. I avoid those who think from a win-lose or scarcity perspective. Money loves value. What magnetizes me most is the creation of value in the universe. Money avoids entitlement and complacency. No one deserves to have me and I am always moving to the place I am most respected and where value is created. I only have one job and that is to serve you. It is a matter of energy and value creation. My one goal to replicate myself. There's no limit to my energy and my purpose is to reproduce and grow. So the message for you should be loud and clear. Those who create value for others in the world will find me in their lives. I am whatever you believe me to be. So check your money beliefs. This came from Simple Wealth. You want to check your money beliefs. That's a good habit to have. Check your money beliefs. All right, number three, invest in yourself. What do I mean by that? Get educated. As a real estate investor, this is a team sport, not an individual sport. So you've got to learn how to become educated to avoid those pitfalls. Sure, you could go through the school of hard knocks. There are plenty of people out here in this world who have done that. Don't recommend it, right? You want to become educated as a real estate investor, as a small business owner, because you're going to be able to keep more money in your pocket. For example, if you are a small business owner, professional and a professional real estate investor, if you become educated, you're going to pay less in taxes. 
How much less? You're going to pay two-thirds less in taxes if you're educated. Okay? So, what does that mean? If you have an average gross salary of $50,000 a year, for example, typically you're going to pay about fifteen grand or a third of that in taxes. If you pay two-thirds less in taxes... Instead of be paying fifteen grand a year, you're going to be paying about five grand a year. That's a ten thousand dollars savings. Now, if you take that and you multiply that by twenty five years, that's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in savings just by learning how to pay less in taxes. Now, you might be wondering, well, how in the heck can you do that? Because as a small business owner, you have more tax write-offs versus a regular W-2 employee. A W-2 employee has about approximately 14 tax deductions they can take advantage of. Now, most people, the write-offs that they use average about six or seven. Right. If you go to a franchise tax preparer or if you do it yourself uh, with tax software, you're only going to know what you know to take as a W-2 employee. As a business owner, if you educate yourself, right, you'll be able to take advantage of over 400 tax deductions. So what does that mean for you? You keep more money in your pocket. Also. Uh, the uh, tax as far as tax mitigation is concerned. Now, listen, let me stop here and provide a disclaimer. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a credit advisor. I am a real estate investor and a radio show host. So my goal or intent today is simply to share information. If you're going to enact any of this, I recommend that you contact a professional. So let me just throw that disclaimer out there. But did you know that you have the ability as a business owner, You, if you have kids under the age of 18, you can actually put them on your payroll. Now, it depends upon your business structure that you have. So that's why I say con- consult an accounting professional who's familiar with real estate investing. But you could pay your kids up to $6,350 and not pay any federal taxes, social security taxes, or Medicaid taxes on that if you put them on your payroll for your business. So these are the type of things that you can educate yourself on as part of that financial literacy. Also, credit management. Right. It's important that you understand that credit reporting agencies are not in the business to ensure that the data on your credit profile is accurate. Names get mixed up. So security numbers get mixed up. Uh, information gets mixed up. You get somebody else's credit. In fact, the government estimates over 75 percent of credit reports maintain some sort of error. So you got to understand what's on your credit report. It's not may not be identity theft. It could be your kid, it could be your ex-spouse, 
It could be any other number of different things besides identity theft. You want to understand what impacts your credit. That's part of financial literacy. So, once again, if you are interested in attending this credit profile, um, you uh, want to dial in to 312-242-3393. We have a credit a workshop this weekend, Saturday, December 10th. It's on personal credit. I'm doing this for my loyal listeners. I will cover the cost. But listen, you got to be committed to being online and taking this information, right? But if you call 312-242-3393, leave your name, phone number, email, best time to call you back. We will hook you up with a real estate workshop this Saturday, December 10th. And it's going to be on personal credit. If you call within the hour, you receive an extra bonus. If you download this show and you listen by Friday, December 9th, call in by 3 p.m. Central. We'll also cover the costs and set you up with participating online for the real estate workshop this Saturday, December 10th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time on personal credit. So, Let's talk about the seven biggest mistakes people make with their credit. Number one, being uninformed. You don't know anything about your credit. You don't know the elements that make up your FICO score. You don't know how many different credit viewers they are. Um... You just, you don't have any sort of information about that at all, right? There's certain factors, and I'm pretty sure in the workshop on Saturday, they're going to cover that. <clears throat> so I'm not going to give that away. But being uninformed and not knowing definitely is going to hurt you. So there are five main components that make up your FICO score. If you participate in the workshop, you'll have an opportunity to find out about that. And um, also, I want to share with you that not knowing not only impacts you personally, but you want to understand as well how to manage your personal credit so that you have the ability to also learn how to develop business credit as well. So number one, being uninformed and not knowing. Here's the second biggest mistake. Not using your credit, right? So you want to use all of your cards every 60 or 90 days. Because there's something called a dormant charge on your car. You haven't used it in a while. Companies watch very closely if you use that card. They may cut your line. That's a possibility. They may give you a dormant charge. Now, I'm not saying run it up to the max. You may use it and charge 20 bucks on it and then pay it off right away. But you want to use your all of your cards that you have every 60 to 90 days. So that's the biggest mistake. Number two, not using your credit. 
Number three, another big mistake, especially during the holiday season, overextending your credit. You know, you get a lot of, at least in the U.S., you get a lot of junk mail. You get a lot of junk mail. And what is it? Oh, take this offer. You've been pre-approved. Uh, we can get you a credit line up to $10,000. Don't overextend your credit. Good credit is the ability to get approved. So you don't want to take every credit offer that's provided out there. Number four. Here's another big mistake. Slow pays versus bad credit. So on the personal side, 30 days to the day is reported late. And if there's, and I know things are tight, but if there's one expense that you always, 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 always want to pay on time is your mortgage. If you got to be late on others, don't ever be late on your mortgage. If you are late on your mortgage, it takes months to recover, depending upon how many months that you are late. Okay? So don't ever be late on your mortgage. Number five, card balances. Biggest mistake, you get a new car in the mail. Oh, I have a $10,000 line of credit. Mm, no, you don't. You really want to keep that at 30% or below. If you go above 50%, it may impact your credit. Number six, always be prepared, right? Always be prepared. Review your credit report. Notice if it's anything that doesn't appear correct or you're not responsible for. With identity theft, sometimes the files merge. Uh, sometimes they may mistake you for a family member or a friend. You always want to be prepared. And if you have, are contesting something, make sure you do it in writing. And the seventh biggest mistake, not taking action. Not taking action. Just sticking your head in the sand like an ostrich and you think your derriere doesn't show. Really? Hmm. You want to be educated so you can learn how to take action. So that's the seven biggest mistakes people make with their credit. And once again, folks, once again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a credit advisor. I'm not an accountant or a lawyer. I am a real estate investor and a radio show host, and I love to share information with people. I just want to provide that disclaimer to you. If any of the information that you've heard today piques your interest, give our office a call at 312-242-3393. I promise you this real estate workshop, Saturday, December 10th, is going to be chock full of information on personal credit. If you want to know more, just give my office a call at 312-242-3393. 312-242-3393. Leave your name, phone number, email address, and best time to call, morning, afternoon, or evening. And we could connect you with a live online 
real estate workshop so you can web stream wherever you are in the country or across the world and you want to learn about personal credit and how it impacts real estate this Saturday, December 10th. All right, I had much more to share, but we're going to have to do part two on financial literacy. It's been a blast today. We're going to close out with one of my favorite quotes. It says, quote, you are only one decision away from a totally different life, close quote. You want to change that habit? Keep the same cue, keep the same reward, but you want to change your routine and do something different. You've been listening to Lori Wetzel with Keeping It Real with Lori for Real Estate and Financial Literacy. Take care and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into Keeping It Real. Be sure to join Lori Wetzel again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We know you'll learn something new every week, so we'll meet here again soon. Until then, focus on keeping it real and live a life of success.